Radio. Hello, I'm Casey Neal. You're listening to Radio 8-Ball with Andras Jones. Welcome to Radio 8-Ball. Give us a shake. We're here on Feral Tempting Faith. Putting questions to the songs which we will randomly select you with the help of our friends. Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. We're here in the Starburns Industry Studios with the fabulous Vivian Cook. Getting swifty. And she is playing the Oracle Fodder for our musical divinations in this deep, dark solstice episode of Radio 8 Ball, where we are discussing... Well, the issues surrounding bullying and uh, some micro level and some macro level. And I spoke earlier about some of the stuff that's been going on at Chaos as, as more on the studio, the station where Radio 8 Ball began and where I experienced some pretty intense harassment and have been working to try and clear my name and, for about 10 years. And recently uh, there, it's come out that there are a lot of other programmers who have uh, encountered similar uh, dynamics to what I experienced, and one of them is on the phone with us. He's someone who was a programmer on Chaos for over 20 years and recently uh, experienced something similar to what I experienced, and I'm going to let him tell you about it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Radio 8 Ball on Feral Audio, Brett Club. Wait, wait is this the Radio 8 Ball and the Andros Jones that I listened, used to listen to on KAOS 89.3 FM in Olympia? Like... A decade or so ago? Is this that same, very same show? Yeah, that is that. this is the same show. It's taken us 10 years, but we've found a new home. And now it's in L.A. Whatever happened to you, dude? Oh, well, you should tune into the first question of this episode, and I told the, <laughs> tell the whole story. Brett, you know you're being, you're setting me up because you know this whole story. I know, but, yeah. but you know, it's fun to have a little bit of a setup there. And, and you know, I do know what's going on, but... I think for the average listener of KAOS that would have tuned into Radio 8 Ball one week and then the next week, gone, mm-hmm. they don't know. That's... So I'm really glad that you're uh, you're telling the story, brother. Yeah, thank you. So what happened, with, tell us a little bit about what happened with your show and what you're doing to try and organize the programmers who have experienced this, I don't know, abuse of power and to, to maybe get some systemic change at Chaos and at Evergreen? Well, I think technically what they're using, I'm not the only one that was just suspended. There's another... Uh, well, tell, tell what happened to you. So you, you have a show, and what happened? Well, another programmer that's been there even longer. So we, um, we challenged the manager's decision on switching out subs for um, DJ Calambre, the other programmer involved here. And we we challenged her decision to switch replace me with somebody else, mm-hmm. and she didn't like that. So she called us in for a meeting. And knowing you know both of us have been around the station for a long time, and we know that that's code for 
come on in here, let me make you feel small for a while, and give you the chance to kiss my ass, and then everything will be cool, right? You'll be back on the airwaves. Well, knowing the history of what's been going on for at least the past decade at Chaos, we both knew that we, we just couldn't go along with that. So we both agreed to communicate via email instead of the telephone. Mm-hmm. And that's where a record that seems to be Ooh, that's smart. the stumbling block right there. Management doesn't want to reply to emails, and we don't want to talk on the phone. So we're suspended. Got it. And we have a very good reason for wanting a verifiable, transparent paper trail, which, you know, I think you made efforts back in the day to have for yourself as well, for your own protection. You know, because, you know, this is a big state agency, the Evergreen State College. And, you know, they have tons of students, staff, faculty, the whole thing. And we're just a small cadre of volunteers at this radio station that's been there for uh, over 40 years. But we're, you know, we're easily thrown under the bus to, you know, calm the waves, so to speak. So let me get this straight. So you pointed out, so there was something that was off and you recognized it. And when you pointed it out to management, they escalated the situation by getting rid of you. Now, you know, we were invited in for this conversation, but, uh, you know, if you've ever, if you've ever had a job where your manager is one of these, like, people that like to talk down to you, you know, if it's your job, and you're getting paid, you might go in and put up with that uh, bullying, you know, in order to keep your job. We're volunteers. You know, we've been giving and giving and giving to this station for decades, and we didn't feel like that we were gonna we were gonna go with that. We're gonna put up with that. So after that, it sounds like when you started to speak out about it, you realized like I got in touch with you and I said, hey. I really appreciate you doing this. When I brought this up to you in the past, you were, you know, you weren't as open to this. And now right, that so you we, are, a lot, I guess a lot of people are coming out of the woodwork and talking to you and the, uh, the other folks who are uh, speaking out about this and saying, hey, yeah, this, is, this happened to me. This happened to me. Is that correct? Yeah, so we, you know, somewhat anticipating... Um, more direct confrontation, I started a Facebook page about this a week before my regularly scheduled show for the month of November. And I just, you know, asked a whole bunch of people to join this page, and I didn't say anything else. Just said, hey, join, and they did. And then I went in on a week ago, on Friday, first Friday of November, my, uh, my slot, I call it the Friday Night Funk Fest. It's part of the uh, rotating uh, hosts of the Soul Connection program on Friday evenings, for which the general manager recruited me specifically to do this program uh, because of my interest in soul music and my experience on uh, KALS. And so we, uh, you know, DJ Colombre and myself, we went in to do this show last Friday, and we were met at the door by station management who physically blocked our entry. Um, and, and before they did that, they did this little theater thing where, you know, like I'm trying to use my uh, electronic key card to enter the station since it's after hours. And, and 
apparently it had been disabled and so it wasn't working. And management is doing this little dance where they're like pretending that there's not two people standing outside the glass door, rapping gently on the door, trying to get in. And for like two minutes, we're just like ignored. And then when we start to walk away, finally they open the door and say, oh, hey, what's going on? And it's, you know, it just basically told us that we weren't welcome at the radio station, you know, until we, um, you know, put ourselves, put ourselves in a position to be talked down to. Right. So we went, we left immediately. We went and cut about a one minute video out in front of the building that houses the radio station about having just been turned away. You know, Columbre and I have a combined experience at Chaos of over 50 years of volunteer experience there. Uh, he, came, he started out, his father uh, was one of the co founders of the uh, Spanish music. Uh, program on uh, Saturday that I think has uh, the longest running Spanish language radio program in the state of Washington. And this is his son who's now been jettisoned from the station. Uh, so so we, we cut a video, we posted it on Facebook, and it started to get instant, you know, instantly get some play. Right. And other people started responding. And saying, hey, that was, I kind of felt like I was mistreated at chaos. And then, you know, and we, as we were talking to people, we started remembering the names of those who had been jettisoned in years past. You know, folks like yourself and the Radio 8 Ball program. On the air one week, gone the next. Uh, Tammy Tellinghurst and Merwin Haskett with the Think Tank program, a immensely popular program on the radio, here one week, gone the next. Uh, then there was uh, Chef Moss and the Chant Down Babylon program. He was recruited to come in by General Manager Jerry Drummond uh, because of his expertise in reggae music. And he put on a fantastic reggae show Saturday nights uh, until all of a sudden he was gone. You know, he upset the general manager, and that was that. And now and it's this myself... Is... And DJ Colombre. So this is a pattern so, of like, just as far as just like respect to the audience, you have a show that's been on for 10 or 20 years, and then it just disappears. And there's no point for the audience to stay connected to that show if it moves on anyplace else. It like it ends up work. They ends up there's something there's a strange shooting itself in the foot and disrespect to the audience. That that was one of the sure, things and, that and I the really audience felt. Probably, you know, in the back in the back of their mind for a month or two, it's like, whatever happened to to that eight ball program or whatever happened to that, that guy on soul connection. Yeah. And then, you know, if you don't actually take any action, other things come up in your life that, you know, push those things to the background. And then eventually after a few months, it's like, Oh, well now I have a new favorite show and going to go on with my life, you know? Right. So I want to get to your question for the pop Oracle, but before I do, I know that there's been discussion of there being some kind of meeting of people who have had this experience. 
And earlier on the show, I was talking about the difference between transformative justice and punitive justice. Basically, looking to punish people for what was done wrong, like the people of chaos, or looking to try and engage in a process that allows, allows some actual structural change to happen. And so I'm just kind of curious, what are your thoughts on how that applies to this situation? Darn good question. I wish I had my own eight ball to roll right now for mm-hmm. that one, uh, to tell you the truth. Well, um, you do. That's what we're here. That's what we're, If that's where you want to go with your question, <laughs> we can certainly go there. Well, you know, the way I would, like I said earlier, the station is part of a fairly large state agency, the Evergreen State College. It's, it's what you would call a hybrid college slash community radio station where probably... 80% of the funding comes from the students of the college and 20% from community donations and underwriting and that kind of thing. Um, and so because of that, you know, myself, I was a student at Evergreen, Colombre. I don't know if you ever spent any time as a student there, but a lot of people come in as students. They get the training for free because they're paying for it as part of their student fees. They get a show they graduate or they don't or they move on in life and or they come back and they're always welcome back. You know, a student that, that started at, at Chaos and left town and comes back is always, always welcomed back into the Chaos family. So um, that's, that's kind of the unique, the uniqueness of Chaos as a radio station. There are not a lot of those hybrid college slash community stations um, in the country left anymore you know a lot of them there were more before less now um, and because it's part of the state agency it and we're volunteers we're not we our priority is is really really low mm-hmm. on the you know for the state agency so it, it's it behooves us programmers and volunteers to look out for one another and for ourselves and this is where I have realized recently that over the past 10 plus years I haven't been doing that you know, I have allowed myself to um, basically defer to management and, and, and say to myself, hey, they're paid state employees, they're professionals, they know what they're doing. If they say this volunteer did this thing, who am I to question it? You know, and I should have been more skeptical. I should have been, you know, I. By nature, I'm skeptical of the state, of the government, of the power structure that, you know, we live under. But in this case, with Chaos Radio, I didn't question authority. I didn't question, um, where'd so-and-so go? Why's Andros gone? What did he do? Oh, well, he did this terrible thing, and therefore he's gone. Oh, Okay. That must have been what he did. I never questioned. And, and for that, I must apologize to you, Andros. I have to apologize to Tammy and Merwin, Chef Moss, and who knows, other people. There may be other names that, that I wasn't even aware of that have been thrown under the bus by management of chaos because either they had a legitimate gripe or they just complained too much or whatever, or they pissed off management and and I never questioned it or if I questioned it I asked a couple of questions I accepted management's answer 
and went right back to programming my show. And that was a mistake on my part. I apologize to you as well as the other folks. And um, I'm dedicated to trying to turn this around for Chaos Radio. And, you know, you're talking about the difference. I'm not looking for anyone to lose their job or be punished. Um, If someone... You know, I'd love to see a thorough investigation of people's actions and accountability on a personal level, I think, is fairly important. But I think we also have to look at it as an institutional issue and that, um, you know, the large state agency that is Evergreen State College is not properly training their people on how to manage a group of 100 volunteers and 10 student staff. Uh, They're not back. They're not providing the kind of leadership that managers need in order to, you know, run their departments. And, and you know, it's not just at the evergreen level. State of Washington, United States, yeah. um, settler colonial capitalism. The whole, the whole structure is set up for these kind of dynamics to play out in every, every realm of our lives. So, uh, so, yeah, so Brett, what is your question for the Pop Oracle? So my question is do we as a society have the resiliency and the strength to challenge settler colonialism and capitalism and move beyond it or do we not do we have the strength to do it to move That's beyond capitalism colonial capitalism okay. <laughs> settler colonialism the whole european mindset that we exported from our homeland in Europe, over here. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I know Andros, you're a European descent. I don't know your the rest of your guests. I'm assuming, probably yeah. wrong of me to do that, but you know, we <laughs> brought right. this European culture <laughs> over here, and it really doesn't sit well on the land and within the people. So, do we have the strength? Do we have the resiliency as a culture to move beyond it? Are you offering up an alternative? Well, we're gonna. Your song is gonna be <laughs> like. <laughs> let's let's uh, rather let's get into let's use let the pop yeah. oracle do its work. So uh, the question is, do we have the resiliency to challenge colonial capitalism as a society? And now to engage the pop oracle, I'm going to spin the wheel of eight. Spin the wheel, brother. Na, 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 na. memories of the chaos airwaves of yesteryear song number four take me to the water i knew it oh it's perfect the water mm-hmm. can you hear me now uh, Took the rock out of my pocket and threw as hard as I could. But even doing all of that didn't seem to do me any good. See, I I get that you're never gonna call, and I think you might not have loved me at all. 
Still I got a beard downfall So it wasn't a complete loss Say it, take me to the water Wrap me up in the waves Rip me of this sanity Knock me out, out, out of the AC hours Stuck between a rock and you There wasn't much either of us could do Now I gotta say I'm over you well, That's exactly what I plan to do See, I found myself a night Boy, who doesn't make me burn? Yeah, I'm gonna make it work Though I know I have a lot left to learn And I really wanna be his wife Really want to start my new life Yeah, I'm so done with your strife I don't care if you pull out the knife Say take me to the water Wrap me up in the waves Rid me of this sanity Knock me out, out, out of the hazy hours Stuck between a rock and you wasn't much either of us could do Now I gotta say I'm over you Well, that's exactly what I wanna do But this town So full of ghosts I hear their voices and the leaves in the trees but I love yours the most and I know that the blade did the damage but I did the work and while the blood is rushing through my hands I see you built our house on this fork say take me between a rock and you there wasn't much either
And that was Vivian Cook. Oh, right, <laughs> I'm sorry about the, the phone. There ought to be a way to... Hold on a second. Let me... We're not... Uh, we're... I like the phone calls, though. It feels like old Little... talk radio. You don't get a lot of... Here we go. Nobody calls the radio So. Anymore. And that was Vivian Cook with "Take Me to the Water," one of the one of my favorite songs off of the record. A beautiful song, mm-hmm. and that was the answer to Brett Club's question: <laughs> uh, Will we ever, as a society, have the resiliency to <laughs> challenge colonial capitalism? And so, uh, before we get into interpreting it, let's get some background on where that song came from. Vivian, you want to tell us about the background of that song? Yeah, I will. Um, Maybe sort of vaguely. (laughs) Uh, The song parallels Blood Wedding by Lorca. Um, And if if, uh, I grew up in a town with a teen suicide problem, so that gets brought up in verse three. Um, But it is it is sort of about um, falling in love with somebody. And uh, perhaps it's not the best relationship for you, but you feel very strongly about that person, and that relationship ends for one reason or another, Um, in this case, death. (laughs) And then um, trying to make it work with the next person who you might not feel as passionately about, but you can see from a logical standpoint that they're better for you. It's a healthier relationship. Um, But ultimately, you can't run away from your past, um, which is the thing we're all learning this year, I think, in our white nationalist country. You can't run away from your past, um, and you can't fight those feelings. And in the end of the song, uh, everybody dies. In the end of Blood Wedding, everybody dies. Um, in the so, end yeah. of life, everybody, <laughs> everybody dies. Everybody dies. <laughs> um, so, uh, Brett, what did you think about that as the answer to your question? Well, I liked it. Um you know, it was. You don't have to like it. It invoked a lot of imagery of the movement at Standing Rock last mm-hmm. summer, or before that. Like the water protectors um, and a year, yeah. a year, a year ago. Yeah, the water protectors. You know, talking about the water, talking about um, going to the water. Stuck and, between a rock you know, for and me, it invoked mm-hmm. the sacredness of the water and the fact that if we really are trying to overcome our um, relationship with settler colonial capitalism, then the water can be our teacher on how to flow beyond that, how to get past it. That's... And, you know, the Miniwakoni water, the sacred water, was what that whole movement was all about. And so that song evoked a lot of that for me and um, where they didn't win the struggle there um, at Standing Rock, hmm. still ongoing, I think is a pivotal, a pivotal point in the struggle to overcome settler colonial capitalism and pipelines versus healthy drinking water. And so um, I would, what I got from the pop oracles choice uh was fairly hopeful yeah nice well there there were uh i thought it was really interesting because i had asked in my question i asked about how 
as someone who has experienced bullying, I can avoid being a bully. And we got a song about the moon water. and water and though. water, like moon and water, and it's a similar thing of like I definitely think nature going is like taking our cues from the natural world. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some lines that I thought really, I think that whole idea of rid me of my of this sanity, yeah, like that this what we consider to be sane is insane. Yeah, like structural institutions. Yeah. yeah. And there was another line, oh, well, this is so, this just went to the heart for me of Olympia being a town that is full of ghosts. Mm -hmm. The town I live in is full of, I have my own ghosts, but I also have a really strong sense, especially since I've become... And I hear their voices because you're all radio DJs. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, there are ghosts, the ghosts of chaos. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Um, But also the ghosts, you know, as we're talking about, like we we all live on the stolen, on stolen land. And so... Mm -hmm. uh, Absolutely. There are the ghosts that predate us. I I could tell stories of Native people murdered just a stone's throw from my house right here in Olympia. So, I mean, if you... The stories are out there. Most of us... Uh, you know, of European descent, don't have any idea. But the the people on the people on the reservations, the native people, they know those stories. And um, you know, there was a part of the song about something about learning from a tree, mm-hmm. or something about trees in the song. And it and and it took me back to a lot of what I have learned about the resiliency of life. I've learned from trees, sitting out among the ancient forests and just meditating on what the hell can we do to turn this around we're so lucky and you know those entities the water the trees the animals they all have lessons for us if we are open to learning and listening what a good salsa message yeah And I thought you were going to say, what a good salsa message. <laughs> no, salsa uh, just a little bit. If we boil it down long enough, we could probably come up with a bumper sticker, too. Well, I thought, well, I thought that the last line was, was, was very uh, sufficiently paradoxical and really honest. Is there, so it's one line saying, now i got to say I'm over you to the colonial capitalism. And then there's the cynical voice of saying, well, I don't think that could ever be true. Yeah. Um, and I, that doesn't necessarily go to, the, you know, this is where the pop oracle sort of wrests your song away from you and we recontextualize it in, ter- in terms of this. But I thought that that was, I think if we, I think one of the things that we need to develop is the ability to hold two con- contradicting ideas in our head to get anywhere. We're going to have to hold this idea that, yeah, there's, it's a huge thing, and to I, in in one generation to get over what has taken multiple generations to create is probably that could never be true. And at the same time, there is this part of us that's saying, "I'm over you. We are over this," and that it may happen. Fa- that awakening may happen faster, and it may happen slower. But I think that there's like this. Micro- Again, we're talking about the microcosm and the macrocosm. How we address these things in the day to day moment, our day to day interactions. How we recognize de-escalate and decode the difficult situations in our life is how we're going to be able to figure out the keys to these larger things. Vivian, you had something you wanted to say. I was just I think it also speaks to the value of remembering like a like in your first in your question we talked about forgiveness and mm-hmm. moving past things. And I think a lot of times we have this idea that um, in order for progress to happen, you know, like you just need to like forgive and forget and move on, move forward. But I think uh, both remembering our past, our native, and like who, well, uh, indigenous peoples of this country, 
um, and remembering um, the counter, remembering the pilgrims, remembering all the bad things that happened so that we don't repeat those mistakes. Yeah. Well, uh, Brett, I think we got a pretty good reading there, and I hope it will continue to inspire us. This is going to be coming out the week of the solstice, and I think actually this might be the solstice. The question solstice. that comes out on the solstice. So I think that's a pretty that's a pretty good. Take us to the water, that's, Olympia. That's, that's so that's so cosmic, dude. <laughs> well, thanks a lot for being a part of this. You know, um, I. I just want to reiterate that um, my apologies to you, brother, for having ignored what was right should have been right in front of me. But also apologies for all the unnamed ones we don't know that didn't make it. And also the future. I mean, you know chaos. You grew up listening to chaos radio. We want it to be available for the future generations and that's what you know because chaos is going to be one of those foundational elements of changing that dynamic from settler colonial capitalism to you know in the olympia area potlatch culture if that's where if that's where we're going to go the culture of giving rather than the culture of hoarding um chaos is going to be foundational in that it's going to be you know the airwaves that's where we get our can get our information from so you know can't have one without the other we can't we can't move forward and change our culture without chaos and we can't keep chaos if we don't change our culture yeah so, yeah and that, i so i didn't uh because you, you sort of piled other things onto that i just want to acknowledge thank you really thank you very much because for your apology i accept it and um Forgiving is easy when someone says they're sorry. Well, thanks for holding the flag for 10 years, man. Yeah. Well, not putting it down. Thank you. Thank you. Let's make 2018 a year of restorative justice. Right on, man. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball on Feral Audio. If you'd like more information about the Pop Oracle, please check out our website at radio8ball.com, where you can find out about upcoming shows, about asking your own question on the podcast, and about our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed on Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. Until next time... I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Wave Ball Show.